Chapter 18 of the Girl Scouts at Home. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. The Girl Scouts at Home by Catherine Galt. Chapter 18. And it was just like a fairy story, said Helen telling her mother about it afterwards because even while the nurse was telling how the little girl had not spoken a word or even looked at anybody rosanna just opened those big eyes of hers and said hello helen and i simply didn't know what to say so i just said hello too it was indeed rosanna and rosanna was herself again aside from a very badly bumped head that had come near being a very seriously hurt head she was too weak and ill to seem to wonder why she was in a hospital room with a couple of trained nurses feeling of her pulse and dear mrs hargrave with the tears rolling down her faintly pink old cheeks all mrs hargrave said was we will be back in a minute rosanna and shooed everybody out into the hall even the stern superintendent now then said mrs hargrave with one peek back to see that the nurse that had stayed was doing her full duty now the thing is how are we going to get her home oh she can't go home said the superintendent in a shocked voice she ought to stay here for three or four days anyway fiddle-dee-dee said mrs hargrave home is the place for her and besides i have reasons for wanting her to be under the care of her grandmother right away i can't take that responsibility said the superintendent stubbornly you will have to see the house doctor mrs hargrave very well said mrs hargrave she turned to a nurse passing go get dr smith my dear tell him mrs hargrave wants him at once dr smith came sooner than the superintendent hoped he would well he said if it is possible to get her home without jarring her i think it would be a good thing her head is not injured but her nerves are shaken and if she can be at home in her own room she will regain her strength very quickly I want you to take a trained nurse with you however of course said mrs hargrave briskly now how shall we take her in an ambulance or can we manage in the car it is very large could one of you hold her said the doctor i can and will said minnie decidedly i know just how she likes to be held the lamb then she can go now if you like said the doctor and the superintendent pursed up her mouth and stalked downstairs scorning the elevator how smoothly mr culver drove that car not a jounce or bump disturbed the pale little patient and he drove the car at a walk as mrs hargrave had asked him when they reached home mrs hargrave asked rosanna if she would be comfortable there for a couple of minutes and seeing her nod feebly she went briskly into the house she looked into the library mrs horton exhausted by her regrets and sorrow had fallen into a heavy sleep quickly mrs hargrave went back and beckoned mr culver gathered rosanna up in his arms and with minnie leading the way carried her to her pretty room she gave a sigh of happiness when she felt herself tucked into her own soft pleasant bed and a tear squeezed itself from under her closed lids but it was a tear of joy mrs hargrave returned to the library and sat down it was half an hour before mrs horton awoke no news she asked with a groan 
the best in the world said mrs hargrave patting her friend's hand the best in the world virginia and you must take it bravely tell me quickly begged mrs horton they have found her where is my child yes we have found her said mrs hargrave and she is in her own little bed upstairs oh oh cried mrs horton covering her eyes she was nearly run over on third street and has a pretty bad bump and a cut on her head we found her in the hospital no one knew who she was because she had cut off her curls and she had on a dress i never saw before helen thinks it is one that she bought to give that mary child i told you about now don't mind her hair virginia it will grow and do be gentle with her mind her hair be gentle with her repeated mrs horton indignantly i will tell you what i am going to do from this time on and just you try to interfere if you dare i am going to spoil rosanna i thought i was doing the right thing and you don't know how i wanted to pet her and love her and play with her but i was such a goose that i thought if i didn't keep her at a distance she wouldn't respect me why she cares a thousand times more for you than she does for me this very minute so you just watch me i am going to make her love me best i am going to begin now she rose and started for the door don't you want to fix your hair first asked mrs hargrave in amazement it's all tussled up and your nose is red and shiny it can stay so said the elegant mrs horton i don't mind at all letting her see that i was breaking my heart for her perhaps it will help her to believe that i have one followed by mrs hargrave mrs horton mounted the stairs as lightly as a girl minnie was just coming down miss rosanna keeps asking for you mrs horton she said and the nurse thought if you would mind coming in to see her she would drop off to sleep i am coming said mrs horton she entered the room and mrs hargrave again felt a keen pride in her friend she approached the bed and smiling down brightly bent and kissed the little girl softly on the cheek well darling she said how are you feeling now rosanna lifted her arms oh grandmother i am so sorry i ran away and made you so unhappy i can see it in your face please forgive me i will be such a good little girl when i get well you have always been a good little girl my precious said her grandmother kneeling by the bed and laying her arm over rosanna only we didn't just understand each other and now everything is going to be different i want you to go to sleep now and we can talk about everything when you are well again and you must sleep all you can because the very first meal you can sit up for helen is coming over to have with you a party you know right up here and helen is very lonesome now go to sleep minnie your good minnie will stay right with you and i will come back soon once more she kissed rosanna and silently left the room outside the door she turned to mrs hargrave and for a moment cried soft and happy tears on her shoulder then the two old ladies kissed each other tenderly it's going to be all right amanda said mrs horton indeed it is virginia said mrs hargrave i am more thankful than i can say and now i wonder when we are going to have anything to eat i am not sure when i had a meal last down at cousin hendy's i believe and as she was just coming out of one of her attacks that was mostly prepared breakfast foods i don't mind saying that i am starved 
do you suppose you will have enough to eat here tonight to be any inducement for me to accept your invitation for dinner when i get it half an hour later just as they sat down to the table in walked mrs horton's son robert mrs hargrave shook her head when after the first greetings he asked for rosanna in bed said mrs horton i will have something to tell you about her robert but now tell us what has happened since i left you the kitty isn't in disgrace for anything is she insisted robert not at all said mrs hargrave did you find your friend i certainly did said the young man smiling and it's a good thing too he was hurt worse than i was and it is going to be a long time before he will be able to do much of anything he has a wife and a child or two so i thought the best thing to do was to get them all down on the stock farm that's what kept me i went down to lexington with them instead of coming straight home he took one of the kiddies with him and the others will follow that is a great little girl of his mother she told me some of the greatest yarns about what she did in an organization called the girl scouts it certainly is interesting and a wonderful thing for girls teaches them all sorts of things you know why that child was more self-reliant than lots of the grown girls i know you must be sure to have rosanna join it mother she needs it i feel sure i scarcely know rosanna but her letters always had about as much originality as a sheet of blank paper i don't think that was rosanna's fault said mrs horton i think you will find her changed greatly well however that may be you let her join the girl scouts anyway why the fun they get out of it is worth everything and in summer they camp and put up jams and things at least the group this youngster belonged to did and she is certainly great such a polite little thing rosanna can invite her up here to see her said mrs horton i guess you would think she was not in rosanna's class he said staring at his mother class said mrs horton class has nearly wrecked my life twice now we are going to pay some attention to worth and brains they were sitting in the library a little later when john culver entered he did not see robert lounging on a divan in a dim corner of the big room as he said mrs horton this check that you have given me to date is made out to john carver and of course i could not cash it isn't that the way you spell your name asked mrs horton culver john winston culver said culver j w culver will do of course john winston culver cried robert leaping from the divan in a manner you wouldn't expect from a wounded soldier not culver the inventor a little that way laughed culver but scarcely enough to be called the inventor i wish i was robert was shaking him by the hand well you are all right he said why our people in the foundry have been looking for you all over the east what are you doing here it is too long a story to tell you now said mr culver but i will be more than glad to get in touch with the office if there is anything in it there's a fortune in it said robert just as soon as you get the machine perfected we must have it and we will give you fine terms for a right to its exclusive use what are you doing here i'm your mother's chauffeur said mr culver i wanted something to do that would give me a good deal of leisure to work on the engine and after i came back from france we were visiting my wife's people here and i saw your mother's advertisement and took the place it is almost too good to be true said robert if you agree 
we'll work the thing out together mr culver looked at mrs horton then at mrs hargrave stay please stay was the message he read in both pairs of eyes that will be fine he said to robert i need some help and you are just the one to put me in the way of getting it see you tomorrow he added and went out forgetting the check well i believe in fairies now said robert half a dozen of the biggest concerns in the country are after that young man if i dared i would lock him up for safekeeping to think that he is here right on the place talk of luck why he is worth a million dollars to us right now with his improved engine luck luck said mrs hargrave pretty poor luck i call it for me why asked mrs horton oh nothing nothing sighed mrs hargrave only i had it all planned to do something nice for helen End of chapter eighteen